0: The City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey, everybody. This is Casey Fields, your Municipal Advocacy Manager for the Municipal Association of South Carolina. And welcome to another edition of City Quarantine Quick Connect podcast. Or from my home to the dome, back to your home. I don't know at this point. I don't even know what month it is. All I know is that it is time to update everybody on action at the Statehouse last week and give everybody what they need to know about the legislature, what happened, and what will happen over the coming months. Fortunately, I still have my partner in crime, my longtime guest, my reoccurring nightmare, Scott Glatton.
1: I'm like a bad penny. You just can't can't get rid of it. Turn it up. That's right. (laughs)
0: But thankfully our four loyal listeners, they really, they really appreciate you, Scott. They appreciate um, you like I appreciate you.
1: You know, it's, it's good to have somebody, at least somebody listening. So That's happy to, right. happy That's to exactly know that. Right. Yeah.
0: So the General Assembly came back into session last week, last Tuesday, May the 12th. The House came in at noon and the Senate <clears> came in at two o'clock. The House started off going over being explained, I guess, by Representative Merle Smith. He is the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee. He explained an amendment to a Senate amended House bill, I know follow me here, for a continuing budget bill.
1: And that you want to Yeah, so Casey that bill thirty four eleven is the House bill that the Senate passed as its continuing budget bill. That's right. Senate passed that bill the first time around when they tried this, back on April the 8th, if everybody will remember, the General Assembly, the session got interrupted right in the middle of the session, which was the middle of March.
0: Right, which was March. I think they came in on the 17th and the 19th of March to certify the money for DHEC. Right. And
1: then
0: they came back on April the 8th. That they came
1: back on April the 8th, and the Senate passed House Bill 3411. As its version of the continuing budget bill, the bill that right. would continue to fund state government past June 30th, if the if the general assembly could not pass a regular budget. And so, but the problem, of course, was when the Senate passed that bill on April the 8th, they sent it over to the House for the House to take up, but the House had quit; they they adjourned and right. gone home. So, That's right. so
0: they didn't. So have this a was. To, yeah. to take action on that, on that bill. And you know, remember too, the sent the House amended a bill and sent it over to the Senate. So we had two different budget bills that would continue funding state government. It's just that they weren't adopted by the other chamber in order right. to send them to the governor's desk to be signed.
1: Right. And as we all know, a bill can only become law if it's, if it's passed by both chambers.
0: Right. So. so The the House bill, there was a bill 3411 that was passed by the House and sent to the Senate. The Senate amended that bill with continuing budget language and sent it over to the House. Because it was a House bill, the House got another chance, a second bite of the apple. They got another chance to amend it.
1: Which is what they they did last week.
0: That's right, which is what they did last Tuesday. They amended that bill. There were only, I think, four sections that had... Minor changes. Right. In the continuing resolution bill. Minor changes. And that, the House passed that, sent it over to the Senate. The Senate came in at two o'clock and once they got that amended language, they took that up. Senator Thomas Alexander from Oconee County, he explained that language and the Senate went on to adopt that language. So task number one, done.
1: Yeah. And it's important to understand that, you know, They tried, both chambers tried to do this back on April the 8th and it didn't work because of the displeasure that the Senate and the House leadership had over some actions that Santee Cooper had taken and that, that broke, broke the the session down, broke, the session broke down on April the 8th, which, which forced them to have to come back. So they decided to come back last Tuesday.
0: Right. So they were, I think, I believe they were prepared to stay all week last week, that they were able to, the, the Senate stayed a little bit later than the House, that they were able to get their business done. The next order of business was to pass an adjournment resolution, or a sine die resolution. And what that does is that governs, lets themselves, lets legislators govern themselves on when they can come back to Columbia to further debate business.
1: Well, let everybody know, the reason they need that is so that they can come back and do business after the official end of the session. Exactly. Which was which was May the 14th, which was last right. Thursday.
0: Yeah. Right. So the Senate, the, on April the 8th, when the Senate was in session, before they adjourned, they passed a signy die resolution. But the House was not in session <clears throat> to adopt that. So the House took up, and Speaker Jay Lucas took to the the podium, the well, and explained the sine die resolution. He did explain that it was different than other sine die resolutions just because of the situation that we're in with COVID-19, understandable, and it allowed bills that were passed by the originating body to still be in play or still be able to be debated when they come back in the middle of September for two weeks, and that includes, Scott, the business license bill.
1: Yeah, House Bill 4431, as everybody will recall, was passed by the House in late February by a vote of 104 to zero. They sent it over to the Senate. Senate Finance Subcommittee reported it out up to the full Senate Finance Committee. And the bill was on the full Senate Finance Committee's agenda for March the 17th when COVID-19 shut down the state and everybody bugged out of Columbia.
0: And look, so we it were was moving. They were in session on March 17th and there was a Senate Finance Committee meeting, but all bills were taken off the agenda except that bill to uh, release the 45 million to DHEC for right. the COVID-19
1: response. So we were so right. <laughs> close. Yeah. We were so close. Yeah. So, but so, so fortunately the signy die resolution includes 4431. It's still alive. We're still going to continue to work to get that thing passed when we get the opportunity. We've been meeting with legislative staff. We've been meeting with our partners, the Chamber of Commerce, State Chamber of Commerce, the uh, South Carolina Manufacturers Alliance, in trying to uh, all be prepared to seize an opportunity to push that bill across the finish line. And and they all, you know. Legislators want this bill also. They just, it's just not as high a priority as some of the COVID response related issues that they're dealing with. So hopefully we'll get that chance between now and the election, which is when the official end of the, of their terms comes.
0: Right. So on last Tuesday, they came in. We've got a continuing budget bill that funds state government and recurring dollars passed the end of the fiscal year so there's no state government shutdown they passed an adjournment resolution that you know governs when and what they can deal with and when they can come back um, which is really anytime both uh, bodies adjourned at the call of the chair so if something happens if there is some sort of national disaster or anything like that they can call themselves back to deal with that and then they did one more thing that was very interesting they, they did go through the Senate went through the uncontested, so any bill that was not contested, any Senate bill that was not contested that was on the calendar for second reading, they did go through those. The House went through bills that were on the calendar for Senate amendments, some second reading uncontested, some contested, but they didn't they didn't go too far with that. But they did do one more thing that deal that that affects everybody, every voter in the state on the primary, right?
1: Yeah, they they Passed a bill that would allow for absentee voting without having to cite one of the excuses on the form, if you will. So state law lists a number of reasons why you're allowed to vote absentee. And in doing that, you have to, you have to mark one of those reasons. Well, they passed legislation that says, okay, just for the June 9th primary that's coming up, you can vote absentee, and, but you don't have to mark a reason why you're asking to vote absentee. All you have to do is request an absentee ballot, and you can get one, and you won't be, you know, scorned or prosecuted for not citing one of the reasons that are in, that are in state law for voting absentee so but that's just for the june 9th primary right
0: right they did not extend that until november they did say that they would look at that again when they came back in september but so anybody if you don't feel comfortable going to the polls on june the 9th to vote in the primary then you can vote absentee
1: yes we have pushed out a list of absentee polling locations And all of the county election commission contact information, where you can request the ballot, and you can also go to scvotes.org. So that's the state election commission website, and you can um, you can get more information on uh, yeah about how to get an absentee ballot for the primary. What
0: would be the front end of that website address? Uh,
1: Scvotes. S is in South. C is in Carolina. Votes, as in voting, v o t e s, and then it's dot...
0: Would you put a www in front of that? Yeah,
1: yeah, you can put a www in front of that. That's fine. Or you can just Google SC votes, and then
0: it'll come right up, and that'll and have all the should. information that you need. Right. And I believe that it's responsive. So if you have your phone, you can whip that out. It and, is. And and do that too from your yeah. mobile device.
1: Yeah, and and ta- speaking of that, in terms of the the primary and the general election. Right. The the General Assembly did, in their continuing budget bill, add $15 million for uh, election officials to be able to use to make voting as safe as possible at the physical locations, at the polling places. So they recognize that that's something that's important and people want to – and people are concerned about. So – Right. They have, they are going to push uh, additional funds on there. And then the other thing I would mention about the continuing budget bill is all of the provisos that are in the current fiscal year budget, the FY20 Mm -hmm. budget, will continue forward through that continuing budget bill. Those were, those were included, I believe, as well.
0: Right. And also another point, it does not include non-recurring funding. That money has already been appropriated, so it doesn't appropriate that in the continuing budget. It's just recurring dollars.
1: Well, and and I guess people would ask the question, Casey, why did we need to pass the continuing budget bill? Why don't we just right. go ahead and pass a regular budget? Well,
0: Right. We ain't the, got time.
1: Well, that and, and the fact that we don't now have the nearly $2 billion in additional revenue. That's
0: right. That Scott, that's was, a great point. That's that was point.
1: forecast earlier in th- this calendar year so when w- the house had passed its version of the of, of the, the budget, budget yeah. and sent it over to the part. senate yeah, yeah. And, and and that of course the house's version of the budget included that that nearly two billion dollars exactly. well, we don't have that now the you know back
0: to the drawing board
1: yeah the the board of economic advisors is still uh you know they're trying to figure out how much more additional we are going to have additional revenue But it's not going to be nearly – it's not going to be in the billions. It's going to be in the low, low millions, you know, probably less than $200 million in new money today. And it could be lower than that uh, come this fall. Right,
0: right. All good points. Scott, what else do we need to cover?
1: Let's talk about some federal stuff real quick. Todd Glover, our executive director, served as an advisor to Accelerate SC, which was the governor's response committee committee that has made a number of recommendations uh, as to how to get the economy going again. Uh, he was an advisor to the Resources Subcommittee and right. the Governance Subcommittee. we made a number of recommendations to that group so that they can help guide cities and towns and counties on how to spend the CARES Coronavirus Relief Fund monies, that will be coming to local governments. So we're pushing out information about that. That is money that is already in hand at the South Carolina Department of Administration. It's about $898 million that's going to be split between the cities and the counties. Right. They have, uh, they, they requested some estimates from cities and counties last week on uh, what kind of expenses that those monies could be used to reimburse that's already been spent or going forward. So that's federal money that's already in hand. There is another effort on Capitol Hill to get revenue relief dollars sent to cities and towns and counties across the U.S. Uh, Speaker Pelosi dropped a bill last week that would send $375 billion with a B to local governments for revenue relief to replace revenues that have been lost or will be lost as a result of this thing. So right,
0: because the CARES Act money can't be used as a revenue replacement, correct?
1: Exactly, that's exactly right. So it's like a, it's um, like a
0: reimbursement of things that you've spent money on because of COVID nineteen.
1: Precisely. Any any unbudgeted funds that you have spent, or uh, in the current fiscal year, or funds that you expect to spend in the upcoming fiscal year you can be reimbursed for out of the uh, coronavirus the crf the coronavirus relief fund mm-hmm. but the uh, the money that congress is contemplating now would be money that you could just spend on your regular operations so uh to because of the revenues that you will have lost but we'll be following that of course really carefully along with the national league of cities and uh, pushing out information to to mayors and city council members and staff members in the coming weeks as that develops so uh, just just keep an eye out for uh, for all that.
0: And you know we have a very good very resourceful <clears throat> coronavirus webpage on our website. You can get that. There's a button on the front page, click on that button and it goes through the various executive orders, FOIA, it goes through um all the stuff that has been going on since March. So I think that is important for everybody to use because if you think you have a question about something or you might need just some quick information, you can go to where, Scott?
1: www.masc.sc. Click on that coronavirus Mm -hmm. resources page on the front, that button. Uh, There's some great video casts that our staff have put together, our field services manager and our general counsel to help guide cities and towns in developing plans for Adopting the upcoming budget, borrowing funds, FOIA compliance, uh, just tons of information there.
0: Everybody, wash your hands, wear your mask, antibacterial hand sanitizer, six feet apart, social distancing, no big groups. Everybody, we can stop the spread and continue to stop the spread if we follow these guidelines and make sure everybody's safe. Absolutely. I need everybody. It's Scott. Parting, parting thoughts. Parting words.
1: Well, I, I think that's well said, Casey. I know uh, everybody's anxious to get back to a uh, as, as close to normal as we can. We're all we all need to be responsible. Uh, follow the guidelines that are coming out from DHEC, coming out from the CDC. As as the governor says, wash your hands and use common sense. Uh, it's very very sage advice. So uh, I hope. Hope we can get back to a relative normal soon and uh, see everybody as quick as we can.
0: That's right. Everybody take care of yourselves and stay healthy, and we'll be back in touch. Thanks, everybody. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www. MASC.SC and stay up to date with the Association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.